Hey there. Welcome to 7th Heaven, a lesbian recap. I'm Lindsay, and I'm joined by my co-host and real-life partner, Carling. We're diving into the 90s hit drama through today's lens. Get ready for our off-the-cuff commentary and peeling back the layers of the Camden family. We'll tackle everything from family rules, life lessons, and 90s fashion. Join us every week for a light-hearted queer perspective and a trip down memory lane. Whether you're a die-hard fan or new to the show, this recap is for you. So find us anywhere you get your podcasts at 7th Heaven, a lesbian recap. Because I still at that point assumed I had to have a man in my life. I just, I figured that that's just how it is. Michelle. Oh, hey, Carling. Hey, Michelle. <laughs> I don't know. I felt like I said that really down. Hi. Hello. How's How, it going? Not too bad. How are you? I'm okay. My God, it's like the middle of summer out here in It is Alberta. balmy. It is balmy. It we're is. at the age now where we seriously talk about the weather. We do talk about the weather at the intro, like the introduction of every episode. With I'm our genuinely curious to know what their weather's like. No, I know. Uh, but seriously, <laughs> our weather is so nice. It is very nice. It is one of those amazing winter days where the snow is melting and it's yeah. like plus six degrees. Yeah. It's because in Alberta here, we get something called Chinooks. Yes. We do. I don't think many people in the world know what a Chinook no, is. I don't think. Do we know what they are? I mean, not. I Yeah. <laughs> as I was no. saying it out loud, I was like, God, am I going to have to say it? You know, Alberta Something just... Something about the wind coming over the mountains. It's like we get warm wind from the mountains, and it collides it with up. the cold, and then... Anyway, what it does is we dip into these really, really cold temperatures, but then the Chinook comes, yep. and it'll literally be above zero for a couple of days, and then it gets really cold again. Sometimes with the Chinook comes the wind, though, and it's... The wind, the headaches. Annoying. Yes, lots of headaches for people. That's great. And not having to bundle up. Yeah. Because I see people live places where, like, winter is winter for four for, months. Yeah, good, solid chunk. And you, you never get reprieved from it. It's just cold. Yeah. And I'm not about that. No. So. I mean, I would rather winter didn't go into, like, April, May... Yeah, that is true. We also do get snow up to, and including June June, sometimes. Yeah, Ah. We've spoken too much about the weather now. Anywho. What's new with you? No, tell me first. I went first last week. Oh, dun dun dun, dun, Drum roll, please. I don't have to move. Woo! Woo! It's going to sound like a bunch of people, but. I have enacted my squatter's rights, (laughs) and I refuse. (laughs) No, my landlord's found a house elsewhere so now they're gonna leave me here you went to the dentist i did go to the dentist i feel last time we talked we talked for last week's episode you talked about your what's wrong with your tooth dental issues your dental issues my abscess so i went to the dentist first time in a number of years you're they, not alone in that no 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 someone that i work with goes to the dentist every three months no, like that's, absolutely not i go every seven years <laughs> i don't i don't hate the dentist i don't have dental anxiety I just don't go. No. Like, I, I mean, I go, but do. not as regularly as I need to. No. I'll go to the eye doctor every day. Like, sure. <laughs> yeah. I love the eye doctor. But Great. Dentists, Except when they do that into your eye. I hate the poofed. Is it the glaucoma? Yes, I hate it. Every and they're like, time. don't blink. And you're like, I know it's coming. Every and time it... I jump. I went to the dentist. They did a whole thing. X-rays. Took pictures of my mouth. Like, it was a whole thing. Talked about maybe needing root canal. But now they're going to just try to fill it. Mm-hmm. 
And I have two issues. So we're going to do fillings on Wednesday. Wow. Are they going to freeze your mouth? Uh, they better. It is. They don't want to punch them in the face. So I remember going to the dentist, and I was probably in high school, so I get secondhand embarrassed. I mean, I do enough anyway, uh-huh. but it was probably worse when I was like 16. And so I went to the dentist, and then I wanted to get a Jugo juice after, like oh, a nice no. cold smoothie in my mouth. Yeah. And I didn't notice how much my mouth was frozen yeah. until I walked in and needed to order. And needed to talk. And needed to talk. Yeah. And I felt like every word I said was mispronounced. Yeah. And I thought my face was like really giant all of a sudden. Yeah. And then, so I got through that and I was trying not to laugh. And then I got my Jugo juice and realized I couldn't drink out of a straw. Mm-hmm. I couldn't hold the Because you can't feel your mouth yeah. to close it. Yeah. I was laughing <laughs> so hard. I had a bad experience once where I was pregnant and so they were trying to give me freezing that was different. Because you were because pregnant? Because I was pregnant. Oh. And no matter how many needles they gave me, it wouldn't freeze. My like it, God. I could still feel everything. So they were like, okay, we're going to stop. But my mouth, my, like my mouth did freeze but i could still feel stuff right my mouth was was frozen i'm reliving it my mouth was frozen for like eight hours Oh my! i have never been more miserable in my life like to not be able to like eat or drink or you know and to have your mouth frozen for that long was brutal yeah not good no that's not great well i'm glad you're getting it taken care of i'm proud of you thank you it's gonna cost me about a million dollars but that's okay yeah but you have benefits they i work. do but they're only like 50 percent. it's a wild west out there it really is i say that you a should lot. have been a dentist Ugh. i could never be a dentist but i don't like looking in people's mouths at the best of times like no. i don't know what situation where i need to but no i would not want my life to be inside people's mouths oh gross but like no. honestly shout out to all the dentists sorry what i just that? dropped my phone excuse me sorry I have had a crazy week. You have? Well, my dad is in the hospital. Right. Sorry. (laughs) My God. Uh, He's not doing great, but I don't have much info. I'm sorry. Uh, He has a type of cancer and he, he anyway, long story short, he has to get a stem cell transplant Mm -hmm. and they found two donors Mm -hmm. who are matches who said yes. Why anybody would say no? If, the, if somebody calls you and they're like, you're on this registry and you're a match and somebody's like, you're like, oh, no, thanks. no, thank you. Meant to take my name off of that. Yeah. Anyway, so they said yes, but it is a big rigmarole because wherever they live, they have to get retested to make sure that they are still a match. Uh-huh. And then their stem cells have to be extracted and sent to Alberta uh-huh. where they have to get tested again. So Alberta uh-huh. agrees that they're still a match. And then in all that time, my dad has to undergo, they call it like a chemo bomb, a huge, huge week long process of like heavy, heavy chemo. Um, But he's not strong enough to live through that. So they're trying to get him strong enough to do this, to do that. Anyway, it's a whole thing. So it has been an emotional roller coaster. Yeah. Then, so my grandma was in town and my aunt and uncle, so my grandma's oldest son, my dad's oldest brother, Mm -hmm. we like went for dinner and my sister and her three boys came. And Andrew, her middle son, said that he wanted me to come watch his basketball game this weekend. Mm -hmm. And so it ended up, it's right by our house. So I was like, yeah, I would love that. We actually have time. So after Wyatt's hockey game, we went to 
the basketball game and I texted my sister and I was like, hey, we're just on our way. And she was like, okay, I'm not there. I'm not sure who, because she's divorced from the devil. And <laughs> and so I was like, I was like, oh, like, is is he going to? In case to... you're wondering, the devil is now available. Yeah, no, well, no. no. And so I was like, oh, let's call him Damon. Oh, okay. Damien. 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 I was like, is Damien going to be there? And she said, I'm not sure because he also coaches one of the other kids sports. So somebody else might have brought Andrew to basketball. And I was like, okay, well, this is awkward because Damien has never liked me. Yeah. Does not like gay people. Is not very friendly. Is abusive. Anyway. So we like walk. So me and Lindsay and Wyatt walk into the gym and I see this woman taking videos and pictures and I was like, oh, I think that's Damien's girlfriend mm-hmm. who he cheated on my sister with. Mm-hmm. And we'll call her Elizabeth. Okay. Elizabeth, I've never met her. She's at least 12 years younger than mm-hmm. Damien. Fine. I'm not here to judge age gaps. But why you would find a married man with four children uh-huh. 12 years older than you appealing. Uh-huh. I don't know. But no. I, this is not for me to judge. But anyway, I was like, oh, my God. I have then to why say- are we here? Well, <laughs> I'm trying to sound polite. I was like, I have to go introduce myself. Like, I feel weird being here for my nephew. And, like, I don't- yeah. I'm just like, I think we should all just get along yeah. as best we can. And I want to Except for with him. Except for Damien. Yeah. He's never tried. And so after the game, I – okay, two things. I almost died of embarrassment. Okay. I have never in my life seen a basketball game. Okay. Period. I never have. I wow. don't know what I'm supposed to yell. Yeah. Lindsay was like telling me what was going on. And they're just little. They're just like all under 10. Yeah. Uh, like further down, like we're all just sitting in chairs along the edge of the court. Court. I was going to say the <laughs> rink. My God. And a ball bounced into the audience, like the 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 row the of crowd. chairs. The yeah. crowd. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can tell I'm a theater kid. Bounced <laughs> yeah. off stage into the audience. During rehearsal. Yeah. And... <laughs> The person caught it and then handed it to the ref. Okay. And I was like, oh, my God, Lindsay. It has just occurred to me that 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 ball might end up in my vicinity and I might have to do something. And she's like, yeah, you just – if you catch it, you just hand it to the ref because then they do a thing where they restart. I don't don't know, logistics. So that was going on in my head. And then I didn't know what to yell, so I was just listening to the game behind the curtain in the other gym. Okay. And I was just yelling what the dad behind me was saying. And I was like, good hustle, good hustle, hustle. When they're not even running. (laughs) shoot. Yeah, I was like yelling all the things, but he was so pleased that I went there. And then my worst nightmare became a reality. The ball came towards me. The ball came bouncing towards me. Oh, no. And I could have just caught it, like what was explained to me, Uh protocol, do you know what I did? You screamed. I didn't scream. Okay. I will say I didn't scream. Okay. I shot my arm out and I like flat hand batted it away like it was like, <laughs> like it was coming right for me. And I was like, oh, like I like grunted Not and like, today. I smacked it away from me. <laughs> and like everybody turned and looked. And oh then I guess because that's where the foul happened. That That's where something happened. Yeah. Then the whole team and the ref had to stand where I was right sitting where you were, yeah. to do the next thing that yeah. they had to do. Yeah. And I was like, I am deceased. I am off. going to... Um, what? A tip-off. Like... Where they both stand and the ref throws a ball in the air and then they... Yeah, that's what happened. Yeah. Right at right at me. 
I wanted to shrink into a hole and just die. Oh, my gosh. I don't like being unintentionally included in things. Yeah. I'm not a sport person. I don't know what to do when balls are being thrown at my face. <laughs> yeah, you've never been good at that. <laughs> Sporting is not for me. And, like, with hockey, they've got, like, nets, plexiglass, boards. Yeah, there's a chance of a puck coming near you. Nothing's coming. I just have to sit there and yell or not because they really can't hear you anyway. Yeah. Not in basketball. You are intimately involved in that basketball game. That is scary. Anyway, then after the game, I, like, walked up to Elizabeth. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, my God, are you Elizabeth? And I put on event carling, Mm -hmm. customer service carling. Mm -hmm. And she's like, "Mm mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm Andrew's aunt. It's so nice to meet you. What did I say? I don't know. We Anyway, we made small talk, mm-hmm. and she was lovely. She was so kind and so nice. She, like, asked why about hockey. Did you warn her? Well, no, but I wanted to just, like, give her these eyes and be like, girl, blink twice if you need out. Yeah, absolutely. I'll take Andrew. You can just go. Yeah, just go. But I don't know. Ugh, yikes. I know. It's tricky because when you meet somebody so lovely – and you know that they're with somebody toxic and abusive. Uh-huh. Do they know yet? Or are they also toxic and abusive? I mean, she but may be lovely, getting... but she also got with a married guy. Yeah. Right? I did watch a, a TikTok today uh, randomly. but You mean you read an article? I mean, I read an article mm-hmm. about this purity ball. And this woman was talking about it. And she's like, you know, if you are, like, let's say in high school and you kiss a boy, you're basically kissing somebody's husband. You don't know if that'll be your husband yet. That That is somebody's future husband. Or the camera, the person oh interviewed was like, gosh. oh, like you mean somebody's future husband? And she's like, yeah, but it might not be your future husband. You are kissing somebody's husband. Oh my gosh. That is like, incredible. I have feelings about this. No kidding. So anyway. Wow. That was my week. It's kind of been an emotional roller yeah, coaster. Yeah, no kidding. I'm sorry. And, you know, just... Uh, Plugging along. Just chugging along. I have not yet taped my mouth for those who are tracking. <gasps> I know. I've moved. So the package went from being on the kitchen table and then towards the stairs. We have like a little ledge and then it made it to my dresser. And now it's on my nightstand beside my the bed. People need to know. Tonight's the night. Okay. Tonight is Sunday, January 23rd. I am going to tape my mouth. Okay. I guess you're not hearing this until Tuesday the 20th. But we, she will post fifth. a story about it. But yeah, check back on stories because I will tape. I will tape my mouth. You will. And you will like it. And I will like it. Or not. Or I'll perish. I don't know. <clears throat> I don't think it's so strong that like I would just. I was talking to the dentist about this. Because no, she... you weren't. <laughs> yes, you were like, you know, well, uh, 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 talking with your mouth wide open. <laughs> no. What do you think about mouth taping? No, because she took an x-ray of my whole face yeah right mm-hmm. and i was like okay random this wasn't the dentist this was the uh hygienist yeah she was lovely her name was jericho is that a cool name is that a movie title it's like a tv show i don't know how i feel about it go on i think it's cool okay anyways like do people call her jerry i like that i don't know okay yeah. jericho the hygienist we're gonna get her on there we go so i was looking at this x-ray of my face and i was like my nostrils are small and the I was insides like, yeah so I was like, are my nostrils small? And she was like, kind of. And I was like, I was talking to my friend about this because I used to get made fun of about my small nostrils. Yeah. And then I told her about the mouth tape and how, you know, when if you breathe with your mouth open, that 
she was saying that she can't breathe through her mouth. That she, like, she's literally, if her nose is stuffed, she's going to die. Because she, like, can't breathe through her mouth. What? (laughs) Like. Like, it's impossible. She says it's it's almost impossible for her to breathe through her mouth. She breathes through her nose. Like, she doesn't know how? I guess. Or there's, like, a condition she has. No, I just think that she doesn't know how. Like, for some reason, her face doesn't function like that. You absolutely have to get more information when somebody tells you something like this. Okay. If Jericho is not there on Wednesday for your appointment, (laughs) you need to ask somebody about her condition. Yeah, I just wanted to follow up on a conversation I had with Jericho. I'm very concerned and I have some follow-up questions. And with her breathing. Yeah, I need to know. Is it this just that she doesn't know how? Or does she have a medical condition where, because like your airways and your esophagus, like all of that is... I don't know. Oh, boy. This has opened up a lot more than I meant it to. Because, yeah, what if her nose gets plugged? Yeah, she's like, it's really hard. She can, like, barely breathe because she can't breathe through her mouth. Uh, <gasps> this week we're talking with Teresa. Yeah, she was lovely. Yeah, it was, I was, like, fired up editing this episode. Mm-hmm. I was like, and another thing. Mm-hmm. I was just like, I love this. We chatted I, a lot. And her story's incredible. All right, everybody, enjoy the episode. Okay, bye. Oh, my God, we never even talked about the Patreon. We'll talk about it at the end. Okay. Hello, Teresa. Hi. How are you? How are you? I'm doing great. Good. How is your weekend going? Great. I, yeah, this is my off weekend from being a mom because <laughs> my daughter's yeah. with my father. He lives in PEI, but he comes back every like three weeks for a weekend to visit her. Oh, wow. Wow. That's really nice. Yeah, it is. And she adores him. He's he's a really, really good dad, except that he decided to move to PEI. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to. Yeah, I was going to say, did you move or did he moved? He met someone new and moved out there with her and her two kids. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. And so does your daughter, she's only four, but does she get to go to PEI? She will over March break. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. And I've met my ex-husband's new partner and she's lovely. She's really lovely. And my daughter really, really likes her. And that's the most important thing to me. So. Absolutely. Well, yeah. So we found you on TikTok. I... It was fun. I don't know how TikTok works because I wasn't following you, but it said that you went live. And I was like, who's this? And your username is, is it Don't Worry I'm Medicated? Yeah, that's it. And I was like, I like this. I don't know anything about you, but I like your name. So I like watched it for a little bit. And that so it's kind of like a weird way that I found you. TikTok was like, Carling needs to see this person. <laughs> that's pretty cool. Yeah. And your story, I think, is like relatable and interesting. And I like how you talk about it. So why don't we have you introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about who Teresa is and then and then we'll kind of just get into it. Sure. So like you said, my name's Teresa. I live in Ontario in Muskoka. Up until a year ago, uh, I was married to a man for, well, we were together for 13 years. So we were married for 11 years. For the last three years of it, I had wanted out, but I've been a stay-at-home mom since my daughter was born. I knew that if I left, it would not be amicable and things could get quite difficult for me financially. So I just waited and bided my time. And two Decembers ago, he said that he thinks 
it would be best for us to end the marriage. Uh, we had like a really good, calm conversation about it. Uh, it wasn't out of anger at all. We just both agreed that it was our time had finished. So that's what we Isn't did. Isn't that the best case scenario where... Like, I remember being in relationships and being like, this isn't going to work. And I just, I just wanted the other person to do it. Like, I was just like, I just need them to bring it up and then I'll be on board. But for, I just like, wasn't in a place where I could do it. Yeah. Well, that's really good that it was like sort of his initiative, but I think therefore it was amicable. Yeah. Yeah. He talked for about half an hour going through, like I could tell he was going through it all mentally while he was telling me how he felt. And I, I didn't interrupt him. I just sat there and listened. And when he was done, he said, so, so how do you feel about this? And I had a big, huge smile on my face. And I was like, I totally agree with you. We definitely need a divorce. <laughs> and wow. we actually high-fived <laughs> after. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that is so there. good. <laughs> I feel like our parents' generation was in this, like, I feel like we're about the same age, where everybody, like, the parents were like, nobody gets divorced, divorce is wrong. And so they just hated each other for 20 years of their marriage, and then divorce is like this big, nasty thing. But I think we're sort sort of this nice next generation of like, let's be practical and honest, and it's not such a taboo topic. No, and it doesn't have to be forever, because... I'm not the same person I was when we met 13 years ago and neither is he. So we really liked the original people we were, but as we developed uh, on our own during the relationship, uh, it just wasn't working anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Like people change, like, you know, for sure. And it wasn't a very good situation for me emotionally or mentally. My biggest supporter of uh, getting a divorce was my psychiatrist. He was actually thrilled, oh. <laughs> which says a lot. <laughs> wow. And was your family supportive of it? A hundred percent. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. They could see that I wasn't in a good situation. So they were really happy yeah. for me. It's felt like I've opened an entirely new book, not a new chapter, like a whole new book of my life. And it's just like, full of blank pages right now and I get to fill it with whatever I want and that's so nice it feels incredible it really does and I think there's like a value in having written that other book like you you know grew as a person and you have a daughter and all this stuff but now you get to like pop it on the shelf and like restart a new one you got it yeah for sure that's nice so a lot of what you talk about on your tiktok is being a lesbian yes And we have a ton, like I was saying before we started recording, uh, we interviewed Elena back, I don't know what, I can't remember what episode she was, but, you know, we interviewed her about being like a late in life lesbian, I think, or a late bloomer lesbian is what people are saying. Mm -hmm. And so many people reached out and said, like, that is so relatable. That is my story. That is, you know, and like, I can relate to a lot of that as well, having married a man. Can you maybe talk about your journey realizing for yourself and then coming out? Yeah, absolutely. I'd always known I was attracted to women. I think my first really strong female crush was when I was about 13. It was my neighbor's older sister. I was raised, um, like my parents met in Bible college. Um, I went to a private Christian school for elementary school. We would go to church twice on Sunday, on Wednesday, and on Friday. Two times? Yeah. morning church and afternoon <laughs> Sundays oh that's too much church that's, that's a lot it is too much church yeah 
So I just sort of, it was easy to live life. I, I thought I was bisexual because I assumed that I would always have to have a man in my life. I just, mm-hmm. that's what I had seen up until that point when I was yeah. younger. I knew I was attracted to women. I just sort of didn't even think twice about whether or not I was attracted to men. It was just yeah. what I expected to happen. I ended up marrying my ex-husband. How old was I? I think I was 38. You know, things were good in the beginning and then they weren't good when they weren't good anymore. And when our marriage ended, I guess about seven months ago, I came out to my parents as bisexual because I still at that point assumed I had to have a man in my life. I just, yeah, I figured that that's just how it is. Wait, and you said you were 37. Do you mean 27? Yes, thank you. Oh my god. I was that. like I was like woman that makes you 50 and I was like you look great. <laughs> I was like doing the math in my head. <laughs> and yeah. so how did your parents take it? Um they actually took it incredibly well. I told my dad. He said, "Thank you for trusting me enough to tell me this." And oh. then he gave me a big hug. So that was awesome. Oh. And then I told my mom like half an hour later (laughs) they just happened to be doing separate things that day right (laughs) she said oh okay and then just kept on she was making dinner and then just kept on cooking everybody else in my life pretty much knew that I always was attracted to women like I have three siblings they already knew um in fact and like they knew because you came out or they knew just because you would say like oh that person's attractive yeah exactly after I told my parents, I texted in the group chat to my siblings. And I was like, just so you guys know, uh, I just came out to mom and dad. And all three of them were like, wait a minute. They didn't know? How did they not know? Everybody else knows. Uh, so they were the only two people I felt I had to come out to. Nobody else. And I know I came out as bisexual. And it took me a few months to actually... I don't know if calm down is the right word, but it it was very exciting. So Mm -hmm. it took a few months for me to settle into my new reality. And once I did, I realized that I am not attracted to men and (laughs) I don't have to be attracted to men. Yeah. Yeah. I can do this my way. I haven't corrected it to my parents. I haven't said actually I'm a lesbian as opposed to bisexual because I figured I'm never going to bring a guy home again. Yeah. <laughs> and also, I shouldn't have to, I know coming out is very important, but I feel like heterosexuals don't come out. It's just yeah. the way yeah. it is for them. It's not out of like a place of fear that I don't want to correct it. It's um, it's more that I want it to be natural and not feel like a big deal. And had you prior to sort of like coming out to yourself and saying like, okay, yeah, like I am bi at the time. Did you, before your husband, had you had any relationships with women? Not relationships, but physical relationships. Interactions? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. He also knew right from the beginning when we started dating that I was bisexual, or at least at that time. Okay. To him, I didn't even have to come out. I just, actually, I'll be honest, I cut my hair off and shaved the sides it just sort of came naturally. He realized, oh, okay, uh, maybe she's actually a lesbian. There was, uh, actually, that's not true. I was going to say there was no hurt feelings, but we were talking about it 
and he said, but you, you used to like guys. And I said, well, I, it was easier. It was just easier. And then he was more concerned. He said, but, but all those times that we had sex, you weren't faking it. Right. Like his ego, his ego was his main concern. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I get that. Like, you know, you want to, you don't want to find out that 13 years of marriage were a lie. Yeah, absolutely. And I think like a lesbian can be married to a man before coming out and have value in the relationship and love for the person. Absolutely. Even having sex, it was still very enjoyable because sex is enjoyable. Has there been any conversations with your daughter about... No, there hasn't. Although she knows that sometimes uh, mama goes and visits her girlfriend on the weekends. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I... I want it to be so natural to her that we don't have to have a conversation. I want it mm-hmm. to be like, oh, this is normal and this is yeah. who mommy is. Yeah, um, absolutely. I think that's such a great age and we live in a time where there's more representation everywhere. So it's not for kids. It's just like, oh, they don't hold any biases yet. Yeah. At, at my daughter's four and at this age, she generally approaches, she's, God, she's the loveliest kid and she's so fun. But she approaches every situation from a place of love still because she's four and that's just what they do. My ex-husband and I had a very difficult time getting pregnant with my daughter. Um, I say she's my lucky number seven because I lost six babies before her. Wow. Um, And then I really really wanted to give her a sibling so we kept trying and then I lost four more babies um, oh my the doctors told me that uh 10 losses is more than most people can handle physically let alone mentally so yeah. they told me I had to stop trying and yeah I'm wow. so glad I did and I, I know that it was absolutely crushing every single one of those losses but if I had had any of those babies, I don't think I would have been brave enough to leave if I had more than one kid. Yeah. Um, the last yeah. loss I had was a set of twins. I mm-hmm. I know myself and I'm stronger now than I was then. There is no way I would have ventured out on my own with three kids. No way. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It was awful, but it's also given me the ability to live the life that I'm supposed to live now. Oh, yeah. wow. It's so complicated and hard. So yeah. I like to talk openly about my losses. I find there's a lot of stigma around miscarriages and ectopic pregnancies. Absolutely. And so a lot of people will suffer from a loss in silence mm-hmm. and they feel like it was their fault. They did something wrong. And I feel like the more we talk about it, the less taboo it is. No, it's true. And, and there's there can be so much shame involved in it. You know, like you yeah. said, not knowing if you did something wrong. So and once you talk about it, you see how many people have also been through yeah. it. Oh, my God. Yes. It's incredible to share your story and realize that you're not the only one. You're so right. So what have you learned about yourself? Or have you learned anything interesting about yourself since coming out more as a lesbian and identifying as that? I've learned that I actually really like myself. I've always enjoyed spending time by myself, um, like going out for a meal with a book or going to see the movie, like a movie by myself. It's one of my favorite things to do. This might sound really weird, but I am excited. The way I'm starting to love myself is incredible. 
And it's not like I'm putting a lot of work into that. I'll be honest. Yeah. It's just sort of coming very naturally. The more I let myself be my true self, it's, I feel lighter. I feel like I was carrying around a lot of baggage and I dropped it. Yeah. You can see so many people, once they discover themselves, you can see how different they feel just by looking at them. Like they just radiate this different energy. And Mm -hmm. even Carling, like her coming out and cutting off all of her hair and like the confidence and, you know, everything. It's just like, once you realize who you truly are, it just, it just kind of naturally. Yeah. For sure. I don't know. changes you and changes your whole vibe. Yeah. Yeah. I found, I'm interested in your hair. So (laughs) two questions. How do you get it to look like that? Because, well, my hair's quite long now, but I have all the shades, the sides shaved. But my, my more serious question is what was your decision to cutting your hair And did you always have long hair before that? Good question. So I've had short hair and long hair, um, but never the sides actually shaved. I haven't had short hair for many years because I, when I was married, had been told um, by him that my face was too fat for short hair anymore. Uh. Yeah. When that ended, it took a couple months. And then I was like, wait a minute, I don't think my face is too fat. And I don't have to answer to anybody else about it. Uh-huh. Like I'm my yeah. own boss right now. So I cut it all off. I feel like the opposite of Samson. Like, you know, he grew his hair really long. And then when he got it all cut off, he lost all his strength. And yeah. I feel like when I got mine cut off, I found my strength. Wow. So I left my husband. I had come out at 14 and then got put back in the closet. But then I came out again after I left my husband. But I kept my long hair And I always said like, oh man, I wish I had short hair. I wish I could cut my hair. But I just had, I'd convinced myself that it wouldn't look good or it wouldn't suit me or whatever. And cutting it was like the most liberating feeling because, and I literally went to my hairdresser and I was like, I want a lesbian haircut. Like I want, I was, was, (laughs) yeah, I like, I was really straight passing and that bothered me. I wanted people to see me on the street and be like, that's a lesbian. I joked that I needed like a sticker system where I could be like, eh, like I'm part of the club. And so, yeah, I was like, I just like, I just want like a lesbian haircut. And he was like, what does that even mean? I'm like, I, you know, like, and so we got, you know, I cut my hair. I was in a relationship with a woman at the time and that was a real struggle for us because she said she was, she was attracted to really feminine women. And by Uh, me cutting my hair sort of changed that, you know, and she, you know, I mean, she said some hurtful things and we kind of grew from that. But what the haircut did for me is it started to shift this idea that like, it was so much work to live in this feminine role. And so like, I wore a lot of makeup. I always did my hair. I wore skirts, dresses, and heels. Sometimes I did my nails. I had this, it was like, I came out, but I still had this belief that I had to fit in this feminine role because I think the only, you know, I was like, well, I'm not butch, but, and so I thought there was only like two ways to be, you were either feminine or a butch cutting my hair. I was like, Oh, it suddenly occurred to me, you know, over a course of a couple of years that I didn't have to wear heels because truthfully they hurt my feet and I didn't have to wear skirts and dresses and you know like I didn't have to wear as much makeup and that sort of led me to this like freedom of like oh I'm nothing like who that person was yeah that you know I was I was a lesbian but I still had to look really feminine 
like I'm not really feminine that doesn't feel right to me so I always just like love when somebody like cuts their hair and that feels like the beginning of just like the ease of finding your real self yeah for sure I think I cut my hair like two weeks before I came out to my parents on the other side of that I shaved the back of my head I am straight (laughs) (laughs) I only shaved the back of my head because I have so much hair it's so thick you have too much I mean, I love the ladies. I'll tell you that. I saw this article where it was like, I don't even remember the percentage now, but it was like, I'm going to make it up. 45% of straight women find other women attractive. I'm like, yeah. (laughs) You can appreciate the way another woman looks without being gay, right? And like, who cares? Like, I don't know. It it was such a silly thing. I'm like, of course you can find women attractive. Like, that's ridiculous. Yeah. 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 That's so silly. Gay TikTok, lesbian TikTok. I was like, okay. I know. I'm always shifting the algorithm because of all the ones that I like. She's like, Carlin, you've been on TikTok because suddenly her TikTok is just like lesbian, lesbian, lesbian. (laughs) So funny. Yeah. Actually, being on TikTok was a big part of me finding out who I really am. I had never been exposed to so many queer people and lesbians. Um, in my everyday life and then all of a sudden I'm able to see so many people living their best life and loving themselves and I was like hell yes I can do this I yeah yeah, I can do this TikTok really just makes your world a broader place like yeah you you are exposed and you are shown all these different parts of the world it's not just my little bubble it's this whole world where all these people are doing these amazing, incredible things and they're, you know, feeling themselves and they're, they're happy and they're being who they truly are. It makes you feel like you can share and and do the same thing, right? No matter what, you know, that's, we found so many stories on TikTok because of people sharing their stories because they have found their people on TikTok. Yeah. Like community is found. Yeah. Have you, is your daughter in like preschool or anything? Have you found any kind of... Oh yeah, that's I, an Ontario I used to live thing, in Ontario. Right? It's junior kindergarten, senior kindergarten. Yeah. So, have you found any like issues at the school with like any other parents or any kind of things said about anything? There's definitely a few lesbian parents in her class. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm not the only one, yeah. and nobody's ever made me feel like any different. No. That's yeah. so good. That, that's that's another thing that like Carling was talking about how the generation before us was so, you know, there was not enough representation. And now, you know, our kids are going to school. I mean, if we were in school and we found out that our friend had two moms, it would be like, what? Like, yeah, you know, that I don't yeah, even think that ever happened. No, right? Gemma from high school. Oh. First of all, I had a crush on her. Gemma, if you're listening. No, she's straight. She's like married no. to a. Oh, okay. But okay. her mom was a lesbian. Oh, okay. Is a lesbian. Okay. And so she grew up with two moms and then also a dad. Oh, okay. But um, it was very like it was scandalous. That was very rare, yeah. very rare. Yeah. But now our kids are, you know, going to school and they're exposed more to that. And the amount of you know young teens and teens that are coming out as bi, pan, gay, you know, it's incredible. Considering you know when we were in high school, I was just thinking about this last night. I was just thinking about all the guys that I had a crush on in high school. They're literally all gay. <laughs> But they didn't come out until they didn't come out until later, you know, after high school, after college, even like later, because you just didn't do that. We went to a Catholic high school, you know, but if you really look at the amount of people from that Catholic high school who are now gay, like it's crazy. Yeah. 
I had a, I won't say an argument. I had an interesting discussion with somebody who said their sort of opinion was, well, they, people, kids, kids these days just think that it's like trendy or they just want to be woke or all this stuff. And I'm like, no, what I think it is, is that there's representation and there's acceptance and there's vocabulary. There are words like I didn't know. I can think about being 12 or younger and having crushes on girls without knowing that that's what I was feeling. Like I, there was no, I didn't have words to talk about. Yes. And now we talk about, you know, attraction and feelings and healthy relationships. And anytime I hear a grandparent or an, or an adult saying to a young girl, Oh, like, do you have any boyfriends or crushes on boys? I'm like, or girls yeah. like yeah. first of all why are we asking a five-year-old if they have a question yeah. <laughs> but anyway you know like just changing that vocabulary because you know if at five I was being fed this narrative by adults being like well do you like any boys are there any boys you like mm-hmm. and I yeah. saw my peers picking boys that they liked I just wanted to fit in and so I found boys that I like but if that whole verbiage had changed what a difference that would have made and what a difference it's making because we can see by these 10 11 12 year olds coming out and expressing who they who they feel they are like I just think that's proof in the pudding you know yeah 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 for sure um I like what you're saying about the uh having the vocabulary for it I made a TikTok maybe a month or so ago asking for book recommendations because I wanted to children's book recommendations. I wanted to find some books that could help me give my daughter exactly what you said, the vocabulary to talk about it, not just for her, but also because she's going to have kids in her class that aren't straight. And if she has known nothing about that up until now, she may end up treating that kid differently. So I specifically looked for books on trans, non-binary, lesbian, gay, because I wanted it to not be a big deal to her. I want it to be something that is just talked about and not talked about like it's taboo or something different. Everybody is different in their own way and sexuality is fluid and yeah. I feel like this is my controversial opinion, but I'm going to say it until it's mainstream. I feel like we grew up, especially our generation, like I'm 38, with this straight agenda. Everybody talks about the gay agenda, but if I really think of my life, the reason I married a man was because it's like I had this unwritten checklist of all the things I needed to do to be accepted in society. And that was find a man, get married, buy the house, get the SUV, we got a dog, then we were going to have kids. And like never once was it ever a talk to me about like hey carling do you want kids like is is getting pregnant and giving birth something that you want for yourself we're so celebrated by reaching those milestones oh god and i think innocently right like i think our parents you know that it's just they want you to be happy and their definition of happy is hitting these societal checklists of okay you found a man good yeah you got married great did you buy that suv perfect you're just celebrated so much every time you hit a milestone that it's, of course, I wanted to please everybody, you know. I and- think it also has to do with like them being able to tell their friends and family. Yeah. Right. Being like, oh, how's Carling doing? Oh, great. She's married. She has a kid. She's, you know. Like who like, says success able- is. Yeah. To be mar- able to kind of brag to your family and friends that your children are doing well and they're doing well because they've hit these milestones. Like that's not the only 
thing in life that brings success or brings happiness or, you know, how about, oh, she's doing great because she truly is who she wants to be. And Mm -hmm. she figured out who she is. You know, she's much more confident and, you know, things like that. That's how I want my children to feel. You know, I want to be able to tell my friends and family that my children are happy, not just following these goals and maybe miserable, you know, for sure. Well, I think we're getting there because I remember how excited I was when Jojo Siwa came out. Yeah. And I was like, Oh God. I mean, I loved her anyway. I had tickets to take all of my nieces to go see Jojo Siwa and it would have been April of 2020. So it got canceled anyway. And now, and now she's not cool to that same group of nieces, but I was so excited when she came out and I like, I remember going to your kids and I was like, guys, guys, Jojo Siwa's gay. And they were like, yeah, who cares? And I was like, like, oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that is how we should act. You're right. Cool. But it was That's it was exactly still so. Why I want my daughter. Yeah, they yeah they were like, oh okay, like what a difference it would have made. I think in your and yours and my life if we had just had that vocabulary and that representation. Yeah, for sure. I have a question for you, Carling. Yeah. So you came out as well later in life. Did you have any feelings of inadequacy in the lesbian community because you had been with? men up until that point it's like the first day of grade nine kind of at least that's what it feels like to me yeah yeah I'm just trying to figure it out really yeah I think the like lgbtq plus community needs to do a better job of accepting and welcoming people who come out at any stage in life because I think there's sort of this like are you a gold star and that means you never slept with a man and are you yeah and it's very like braggable I just think like that I don't know that's complicated in its own way but I have felt from both the straight and gay community I get a lot of well of course you're a lesbian you married an abusive man who tried to ruin your life and I was like well no, that's not true. I mean, like, yes, that happened, but I'm not gay despite or in spite of him. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> like, yeah. he didn't make me gay. And exactly. I think that's why I sort of come, I always first say, oh, like, I came out at 14. Like, I, I feel like I need to first say that to make myself yeah. more valid, valid yeah. or more credible. Or, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah but yeah, I think a big thing is when you meet a group of lesbians. So when I first came, when I came out at 26, I think I was, I said, okay, like I need to find a community. I knew that. And so I found meetup, which is just like meetup.com. You can just like go and find a meetup for anything. And I found the lesbian, the Calgary lesbian meetup group. And my very first one was a horrible experience. And I went to a coffee shop and I was like, I love coffee. I can talk to anybody. I'm a lesbian. I am a lesbian (laughs) and I love coffee. This should be perfect. And it was a really unwelcoming experience. And they were all, they were all much older lesbians who I think had been lesbians for a really long time. I really kind of had to find my place and it led to me actually hosting uh, lesbian pub nights. And I really made the whole thing about being welcoming and accepting. And we, you know, we got lesbians from all, all walks of life, but mm-hmm. it was really derived from this like negative experience I had of people being like, Oh, like, mm-hmm. Oh, like you married a man. Oh, well, cause even lesbians have said like, Oh, are you just a lesbian? Because you 
had a bad experience with a man? And I'm like, well, no. Yeah. Have you felt that like in the lesbian community where you are? I still sometimes do feel a lot of inadequacy. Mm-hmm. I live in a very small town. There aren't lesbian bars that I can go to to meet other women. So it can feel really isolating too. Yeah. But I get a lot of anxiety thinking about like when you talk about uh, how you organize pub night and stuff. The idea of me going to something like that is uh, stressful because I yeah. don't know how that part of society acts toward each other and what yeah. is funny and what is spoken about seriously and what is okay to to do in a situation like that. Yeah, And there's a book to tell you. Like there's... Yeah. I know you have to figure it out on your own. I just haven't had enough time yet to do that. Um, I've had a few girlfriends, but never been in a situation with more than one-on-one with myself. It's intimidating and it's tricky. And I even feel, you know, so... I've been out and living as a lesbian for over 10 years now, but I still feel intimidated if there's a group of young 20 something lesbians or teenage lesbians because they're starting. I mean, teenagers are terrifying. Anyways. I mean, <laughs> teenagers are the worst anyway. Yeah, I think we can all agree on that. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel this sense of like, oh, like, I don't know. It's yeah, it's intimidating because you didn't it's like starting a sport that you've never played uh-huh. late in life and everybody grew up playing that sport. Yeah. And you're just kind of thrown onto the field without any. Yeah. And you're like, well, you know, I really want to play. Yeah. yeah. We need to write a book that's like, so you're a late in life lesbian and it'll have like a, <laughs> a how-to yeah. Okay. So these are the first things you need to accomplish. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Here are a list of rules that is never talked about, but everybody knows. Like it's yeah uh, yeah, yeah. So like because you're entering this political. whole new society it's like moving to a foreign country and you yeah. don't know what's okay yeah. and what's not and what's typical and have you found dating women different than dating <laughs> men yeah I was thinking about it this morning whenever I dated men because I did um after my marriage ended I dated men for about four months uh, before I came out and realized that I don't actually have to do that anymore. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Thank goodness. Yeah. I found that men were very uh, concerned about outer appearance. And so they would be attracted to me because of the way I look and because Mm -hmm. of my body uh, shape. And with women, it's so much the opposite. And it's so lovely. I find appearance is a secondary issue. It's more about an emotional connection. And that is just so refreshing and beautiful. Dating women is awesome. And if you haven't done it, (laughs) give it a try. (laughs) All right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'll be like, Michelle, like, how do you know if you don't try? Like, you just need to. All I'm thinking is like, huh, so I don't have to be attractive. I think I like that idea. (laughs) (laughs) Plus, I mean, the sex is actually phenomenal. So there's that. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of upsides. That was like Carling's re- revelation that not every woman hates the what a penis looks like. She thought that everyone did, and I was like, no, girl. Yeah, I had like a real life moment when I was when I was still married, and I don't. This seems like an inappropriate lunchroom topic, but I was in my lunchroom talking to my coworkers, 
And I thought my coworker was joking in saying she loves when her husband gets naked and dances around. And I was like, Ugh, like, Ugh, like, and I was like, you're joking, right? Yeah. And she's like, no, it's really attractive. And everybody's like, oh yeah. Like, and I, and in my mind, I'm like, oh, maybe, <laughs> wait a second. Maybe I missed the mark <laughs> on something because this has yeah. never been my experience. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, I just thought like, oh, anyway. I just thought everybody just didn't like it, but we all just did we it all anyways. just did it because you had to. And <laughs> yeah, I feel like we were gonna get. I wanted to also talk about your name of the. It's a don't worry, I'm medicated. But I think that's a whole other topic. I think we should just have you back for another episode if you're open to it. I would love that. I'm always up for talking about mental health. The more we talk about it, the less stigma there is, and the more people feel safe to come out and say that. They they have mental health issues. Like you go to the dentist like three times a year, but most people don't ever see their psychiatrist or don't even have a psychiatrist. And yeah, let's be honest. Like yeah, your teeth are really important, but your mind is what controls every single thing about you. There's no shame in going and seeing a psychiatrist. Oh God, we love our therapists so much. Yeah, yeah, we are so pro therapy, and I just wish that everybody had the same access to it. I wish every company would understand the importance of that, and not just companies like Alberta Health or you know yeah. healthcare yeah. in itself. Like you said, you, I mean, I haven't been to the dentist in like seven years, but um, <laughs> I go to my therapist more than I go to my dentist. <laughs> but not everybody has access to that right and it's so important and it would you would see the ripple effects the positive ripple effects in society if we could all just see a therapist on a regular basis yeah yeah therapy is good for everyone Absolutely. I know. I just love it. I know we keep, we always threaten each other that we're going to go to each other's therapist. And I'm like, (laughs) Michelle's like, okay, but did you mention that in therapy? Because I will show up and say, like, Megan, did Carling say that she's struggling with? (laughs) The funniest thing was that, is that Carling called me a few days ago. And I was like, oh, where are you going? She's like, I'm going to therapy. And I was like, oh, I have therapy today. She's like, yeah, you do at two. And I was like, oh, okay. And it was like one fifteen. Yeah. And then I looked at my phone. I was like, no, I have therapy at one. So I had to get in my car and <laughs> rush to therapy. It's like, oh God. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. we remind each other when we have therapy. Yeah. Yeah. That's really great. We will definitely have you back. Cause mm-hmm. I think, I think talking about like the mental health aspect is like a whole other conversation. Absolutely. And yeah, I think coming out late in life is its own valid conversation. Yeah. Well, I'm definitely yeah. down to come back and talk about mental awesome. health. Absolutely. Yay. Well, thank you so much. You took time out of your child-free weekend, which is a rarity. <laughs> so I appreciate it so yeah. much. I am jealous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I bet you are. You saw how many times I had to leave the room. I just got a call from my kids' daycare that they were both close contacts and now I have to COVID test them. Well, so ah, that's going to be fun. Oh, no. <laughs> oh God. Oh. I did that's wonder, awful. I could like hear that you answered the phone. I'm like, who's calling yeah, you like no. on a Sunday? Yeah. <laughs> great that's awesome Um, I think that's great well yeah we're so appreciative this has been this has been so nice yeah talking to you guys has been great thanks for having thank you absolutely yeah and uh yeah we'll I'll send you a message and we'll set something up to do this again sure sounds good awesome (laughs) all right well enjoy the rest of your day and we'll talk to you soon thanks you too bye hey bye hey Michelle hey Carling hey Teresa thank you Thank so you. much for being on our podcast. Um, so such a good conversation, such a good chat. 
Yeah, and I think, um, I yeah, I just like love conversations like this. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love all of our conversations, but I'm just like I have so much in common with this Absolutely. like idea of like following this straight path, literally and figuratively, yeah, and then jumping course to live my more authentic life, and being your true self, and like. Yeah. I just love, like I've said, like I love watching those TikToks where people like cut their hair or they like, they just, you can just get the vibe off of them that they're so happy and just like feeling themselves for the first time. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Um, You guys, I, we didn't talk about our Patreon. I know. In our intro. They probably thought they were like, sweet, they didn't talk about it and we don't have to listen to it, but. Buckle up. We have an outro, so. Because today is Tuesday. It is. And. Our, we have our very big, important, special episode Yikes. coming out on our Patreon Thursday for the $7 and Friday for the $5 level, yeah. and it is part four of your story. I know. I'm pretty sure I blacked out during the entire recording because I don't really remember anything that I said, but right. it I'm, was yeah. intense, and basically the conclusion to everything. Yeah. Yeah. So Literally. we did... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, we did four parts. And so if you want to, I get both of our stories. If you want to know more about um, what we've been through, mm-hmm. you can check out our Patreon. And for as little as $5 a month, you get instant access to over 49 bonus episodes. Yeah. And we release two episodes per month that you will only ever hear on the Patreon. And we also have some guests coming up that have their own stories that they want to keep on the Patreon and we do giveaways over there. Yeah, we do giveaways. We're doing a giveaway on January 31st mm-hmm. for a copy of Marcy's book, Marcy who wrote The Good Stripper and she was our guest a few weeks ago. Yeah. And we're going to we give have a- polls there and everything too, like yeah. give people the option of what they want to hear and yeah, a lot of times we're like, choose your own adventure, and yeah. we list all the topics that we could talk about, and then we do a poll, and we talk about the one that got the most votes. Yeah. That's how polls work. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for clearing that up, because I just finished saying the book, The Good Stripper, and I thought when you said polls, people might oh, think. Oh, I see, I see. We don't physically have dancer polls. No, we don't. It but, is a virtual um, space. on our next Patreon, Carling and I are going to take a class, and then we'll talk about it. Shut <laughs> up. I would love that. You know what I want to do? I want to do the yeah, one where you- The bungee cord The thing? bungee cord or the trampoline. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Or those, like, moon the... boots. Oh, Yeah. I think the bungee cord one would be so much fun. Yeah. So we much should do fun. something where like if we get X amount of patrons, mm-hmm. then that month we will take a private pole oh, dancing class. Oh my gosh. And film the entire thing. That's terrifying. We're going to do it. Everybody um, unsubscribe right now. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god, we also never talked about what we did yesterday. Oh yeah, we went to a movie. I haven't been to a movie in over two years. Neither have I. And we took all the kidlets. Except for Adrian. Except for one, yeah. And we went and saw Sing 2. I know, it was so cute. It was really good. It was really cute. I spent most of the time in the bathroom with my children, but yeah, I mean, other than when that. there's that many of them. Yeah. Other than that, uh, it was a really good movie. Yeah, and it was lots really of, like, good. good music and... But we all felt a little overstimulated at the end of it. Like, it's been that long since we've been in, like, a big, public, loud, bright. Even my kids were like, it was so loud. Yeah. It was so bright. Yeah. I was like, this is what happens when you don't go to a movie for two years. Yeah. Yeah. 
funny. You forget how, yeah, stimulating it is. Yeah. Titillating. Titillating. Mm-hmm. So, uh, anyway. I hope everybody has a really great week. I-, I hope they do, too. I hope you have a great week. I hope if you have the capacity to join our Patreon, check out our episodes, let us know what you think. Also, maybe I shouldn't be saying this because oh, we should be... Oh, what? Can I tell you what I'm going to say? Yes, 100%. I'm, I'm going to say that you could join our Patreon for a little bit, and then you could unjoin our Patreon for a little bit. And oh, then yeah. you could join it again. It's yeah. like I do that all the time. Like, yeah. I am actually, I was thinking on my drive here today, I wanted to rejoin the Obsessed with Disappeared. Yes. Because they covered Who the Bleep Did I Marry, so which is good. very similar to my own personal story. Yes. And I want to hear those episodes. So I might join for a couple months, yeah. listen to all the episodes, and then cancel. And then rejoin again. Yeah, like I'm not financially in a place where I can be on every patron that I want to Patreon that I want to be on. So I'll just rotate them. There you go. So that I'm still supporting the creators and getting that content. that's a little tip for you. Tip of the day. Tip of the day. Tip of the day for ya. I'm I'm wondering what you thought I was going to say now. Yeah, I don't know, but I I was really scared. (laughs) (laughs) I am a loose cannon. You never know what's going to come out of my mouth. Guys, follow us on Instagram. I did not sign up for this.podcast. TikTok, Facebook, yeah. LinkedIn. I don't really do much over there, but it's yeah. a it's a thing that we have. It's a thing we have. Yeah. All right. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.